And we are bad. G-Mac and Winnie coming at you on another Thursday afternoon. Good afternoon. Feels like it's about mid-fucking-June out there right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's balmy today. Yeah, it's definitely a little clammy out there today. Uh, but again, you know, Indian summer, we just got it. Uh, it's been warm all week. This weekend... Wait, can we still say that? I don't know. Uh, Native American summer. Okay, we'll go with that. We'll go with that one? Yeah. Native American summer. Uh, this weekend... Go the, ahead. You had an idea. I saw I, it I did. Your face. The, the, the New York weather team. The New York weather team. That's all it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> this weekend, uh, we are going to take part in going with the Drop and the Hammer guys down to Eastern States weekend. And if you look at the forecast. Way better than today. And freeze our balls off at night. Good with that. <laughs> Frack guys don't freeze. I know. We got a lot of insulation. Hibernation. Holy difference, right? Yeah, I think a high of 63 on Saturday as opposed to today. It's fucking like 75. So yeah, and, and the fall. And, and humid. Yeah, and humid. That's the thing. All right, uh, we'll jump right in with the sports recap. Uh, the World Series is all tied one game apiece. That's the Dodgers and the Rays. You know, I, I want the Rays to win. I don't think the franchise has a World Series win yet. I, I remember when they played when Longoria was on there and they had to give tickets away. That's how bad of a yeah. town uh, of for baseball. The fact that their whole team Florida is, is their payroll is equal to Kershaw and Mookie Betts. Yeah. I, I mean, I get it. Hey, listen, I, I'm not discounting whoever wins the World Series because bottom line, if it was the Yankees, I'd be You've been to Florida, up. right? Yeah. Yep. Now, back in shit, probably ninety two, I went down with my grandparents to Disney and I had an aunt that lived in Clearwater, so we stayed there and then drove over to Orlando, yada yada. Back then that building, their their home stadium was used for fucking swap meets. I was gonna say flea markets. Pretty much, there's, yeah. Same there's thing. one everywhere. But now they're playing in a in a neutral site. Is it a neutral? Yeah, site? they're playing Is in it? Texas, and it were at the, the brand Rangers. new ballpark. Yeah, yo, must be nice to be from Texas, right? You, the the Rangers old ball the ballpark at Arlington was a beautiful. Beautiful park. thing looked thing looked better than ninety percent of the ballparks. And they're like, ah, fuck it, we need a new one. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't get it. Um, so yeah, that's tied up one game apiece. The Jets still suck. They're, listen, if, if that quote that was, Well, and I was just going to get to that. And that Trevor Lawrence. From Trevor Lawrence is real. Yeah. He's not all. He's not wrong. He's not He's not wrong. Um, that might be a little bit discouraging him from trying to draft him. Clemson could beat the Jets. And and not for nothing, you're, you're fucking that poor kid Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold's got nothing. Nothing in front of him. Me and you might as well go up there and line up as center and right guard. Well, who's going to – here's the and thing. I, and that's not a knock on it. It's just – it's uh, who's going who's to bail that team You know, out? he could benefit long-term because he's going to be a sell-low guy when the Jets try to trade him. Yeah. And he should be able to flourish elsewhere. 
Yeah, you would hope. If his confidence isn't completely destroyed. You, I think he would be a great guy for a play-action team or a run-heavy team to get his feet under him because he's got the arm strength. He's got the mobility. It's just a matter of he hasn't been protected for two years. What if them boys signed him or got him somehow? Yo, their line sucks right now, too, because that was part two of my uh, <laughs> Cowboys suck dick. Mike McCarthy, time to go, bro. The the, exp- the experiment is over. This was a win-now mentality. Like, yeah. hey, we'll spread the field out and we'll go wild and buck buck wild and throw shit out there. But you had a you had a, a gang uh, gang tackle mentality on defense last year. This year, it's like a uh, swinging gate. It's just fucking open in the, in the middle of the fucking prairie. That's a uh, <laughs> and yes, everybody just does early, whatever they want. An early two thousand Sorgy Sawyer playbook <laughs> yeah, right there. Yeah, we're gonna go like this, like that, like that, and right through yeah. the middle. Yeah, so uh, you know, would you trade Gase for uh, McCarthy? No, no. <laughs> Should they no. both be out of the league? Yes, yes. Uh, it, it never. You know, I was high on McCarthy, basing on give him a year with Dak with the spread and all that, and he did have Rodgers and whatnot. But the bottom line is, is usually it doesn't work when somebody leaves football completely and then comes back. No, very rarely do they very have rarely that second go around be successful as right. the first. And and head coaches almost are like starting pitchers. If you had one 20-game win season as a starting pitcher in a major league, you have a job for 20 years. It's true. If you win one Super Bowl, they always try to kick the tires. Hey, what can this guy do? Well, listen, how many times? And Bill Parcells is a great coach. But how many times did he get to restart? Right. I, I think a lot of things with him was he brought the structure. Yes. That that other the teams lacked. Right now, I'd like to see probably Jets and Cowboys both dip into the college ranks and pull somebody up that, that can really make – you know, like young, new, new, fresh ideas. No gimmicky Chip Kelly shit, though. No, no, not at all. No, nothing like that. You want like like uh, Matt Rule or whatever that came up. Yeah, you want somebody like that. Um, Big Ten football returns this week. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Now we get the Ohio State's the the big boys. We're gonna get some power running football um, and some linebacker university. Penn State is at Indiana this weekend and. Right away, like you know how you usually have to wait all year for the big game when you get the, uh, you know, right out the gate. Right out the gate. Next week it's Penn State and Ohio State. They need to. I mean, listen, it's an abbreviated schedule. You're going to get the marquee matchups for the rest of the season, and hope for decent bowl games. Eight straight games. This is you're going to see the level of college football tick up a little bit because nobody plays football like the Big Ten. These kids got to be amped. But and then on top of it, that's how they get smoked in the in the college. It's it's just it's different types of football. The SEC is different from the ACC, different from the Big Ten, different from the Pac-12. The bitch of the whole thing is, I believe Rutgers is home this weekend, and, and we can't no. go regardless. But Pennsylvania is like full open. Is pit open? <laughs> we'll drive the pit. I, fuck it. Well, at this point. Uh, and then I touched on it a little bit before dropping the hammers, doing a big special. Uh, their special drops eleven o'clock tonight, actually, and then tomorrow. They'll be down tomorrow, this whole weekend at Eastern States weekend. Huge dirt race in the Northeast. Um, I was fortunate enough to race in it back in uh, 97, 98, and 2001. And, uh, you know, it, it's it, there's nothing like going down there and you look at – now back then, now right now we're in a – we have very restricted tickets. We are fortunate enough uh, – our podcast, we're fortunate enough to get a row to park in. That's cool. But uh, – you know, back in the day, it would be, you know, probably 30,000 people packed in the grandstands. Then the full drive. So a lot of people don't understand. This is a racetrack with a full drive-in section with 
like it's on a hill and then they just carved a road into them. So each section you go like regular car, regular car, oh, SUV, and it just it goes up. Oh, see, hill. that's yeah. that's funny because and then motorhomes are at the top of the, the hill. I, I did. I typed in Eastern States on Google just to see about because I've never been. Well, an town. aerial map just looks flat. It looks flat as shit. Yeah, so no, I'm like, eh, this is gonna be weird, but. Yeah, my, my game plan is to get down for all of Saturday and hopefully maybe some tomorrow night if, if possible. Yeah. But this is, this is brand new for me, so this is cool shit. Well, and, and you've been doing guest spots on there, and you sounded great. And they and from what I've been hearing on there, you are getting pulled along like right back in this. You're it's buying diecast Oh, shit. fucking diecast hats. Uh, you'll, uh, I'm sure you'll have a Stuart Friesen hat or something by tomorrow night. It's already night planned. Yeah, yeah, it's already planned. Something. Uh, I, well, I, I did learn, though, I can't wear, if it comes in time. Don't wear white. Well, no, I, I know to wear darker colors just from my just from going to Pocono, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I know to not wear my Tony Stewart hat if it shows up. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if Stewie will appreciate that. Yeah, probably not. No, probably not there. No. Um, so, yeah, that that's our sports recap. Like, right now, it's kind of that. Dead, it's just football right now yeah. for the most part. I know, I know you don't give two rat's asses about it, but... I don't know what the NHL is doing, and the NBA is talking about after Christmas to try to space it back out a remember, bit. Remember when they had and I'm that, good with that. Yeah, remember when they had that lockout? Probably like 2012, 11, 12. They started like on Christmas Day. Yeah, that's that's what in in today's society, shorten your seasons up. Both no of one their wants seasons, you to go longer. Both of their seasons are too long because they play so infrequent. Right. They may play two or three games a week. Major League Baseball, you have one day off. See, I'd like to see some version of what they did now, this this year, the kind of COVID. Like, say you play, um, say you play a couple home games, you know where you are, and then you go to like a centralized thing, like how they went to the bubble. Yeah. And then you don't have travel time, so then you can play like three games, so you condense the season in a way. Yeah, if you can, without if you, having like two days of travel in the middle. If you almost create two two bubble areas, one in the central to eastern and the one in the central to western and let everybody kind of meet there instead yeah, of having or, to go coast to and, coast. And, and when we go back to full open, which we will, and I'm sure we will soon, my point is is After not election. all the time, not all the time, like say you'd have normally 41 home games. Maybe you have 30 and then you have 11 at the bubble so it, it condenses the travel down. Yeah. And it condenses the season. You know, it's just an idea. All right, so... This week, we chose top five cars from movie or TV shows. What are... Now, and, and this is the thing that these these cars, they are your top five cars. They don't have to be... You know, and man, I'll pull up our uh, Facebook here in a few minutes and go over everybody else's that yeah. was sent to us. But uh, do you have an honorable mention? I don't. Okay, I do. Okay. All right. My honorable mention is more like the... Not the gimmick side, but like the... The Hardy kind of these are you love them in movies. Yeah, well, if I did have one honorable mention, we talked about it, and because it was a cartoon and he was a vehicle, Optimus Prime is my honorable yeah. mention. My honorable mentions: the Wagon Queen family truckster from National Lampoons. Oh shit! <laughs> right? the, from the first one, Ty Graham of the or yeah, Tiny yeah. Ant to the Roof. Yep. Yeah, okay. Yep, the family truckster, Ecto One from Ghostbusters. Okay. Uh, the Garthmobile from Wayne's World. Okay. The Batmobile from Our Batman, nineteen eighty nine. Uh, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton's Batman and Lightning McQueen. Yeah, that's my, that's that's my honorable mentions. Like that, that's the kind of direction I went with those. Accord pick Tomator one through five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we'll go five to one. Who's your number five? Number five, the Adam West Batmobile. 
All right, yeah. That's the first one. It, it was always a convertible, so they could jump in it. And I've seen it. It was. Yeah. It, I don't know if you remember back in probably the eighties. It came to our mall. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I missed one of my honorable mentions, and it was the General Lee with the flag on the roof. Okay. All right. My number five, the Bandit Trans Am from Smokey and the Bandit. It was the picture that was on our Facebook yeah. page this week. Awesome car. Great car. Burt Reynolds drove it. I mean, badass. Was Ron- it T-Tops? Yes. Okay. Ron Jesus. That's a bad motherfucker. Of course it is. <laughs> yeah. I could see him with the denim jacket. Oh, yeah. The mustache flowing in the breeze. Yeah, and, just, and then like stroke me playing on the radio at like 8,000 decibels. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Number four? Number four, the A-Team van. Yeah. Yeah, I was never a big A-Team van, but yeah, I get it. I get it. Uh, uh, my number four, the 1932 five-window coupe from American Graffiti. You never saw American Graffiti. I didn't. It's uh, you like old music. I love it. That's what it, I know. Their and I love I, their soundtrack. It, I just never seen the movie. It's an amazing, amazing movie. Okay. And, and George Lucas directed it. I know it's one of your dad's favorites, right? Yeah. Yep. Number, number three. Number three is DeLorean. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Back to the Future. That's you know. Listen. That's our. That's saw our one, wheelhouse. Saw one of those yesterday. Did you really? In Saugerties. No shit. Yep. Yep. I definitely did. That's I'll cool. show you a picture when we get off the air. Number three, the Mystery Machine. Yeah, we and, talked and about we this. And we talked about this. And the reason I said it is, I don't think there's another vehicle in history that's been in as many episodes or movies as the Mystery Machine. Yeah, because we, we talked about it. You're going back to the 60s with the cartoon, right on through the live-action movies, which were in the 2000s. So. And then how many off offshoot things? Oh, yeah. There? Jay and Silent Bob had one in the Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, remember? Yeah. The Mystery Machine's always duplicated. It is. Number two, Kit. Oh, yeah. Michael Knight, baby. Yeah. That was a badass car. It was one of the cars that you could talk to and it would talk back. The, the uh, running late back and forth in a funny story. Uh, Chris Mayone. Yeah. Local Sorgerties guy. Good friends when we were little kids. Uh, we both got the Kit car the same year. Somehow he ended up with a fucking car. You used to be able to hit the license plate and it would talk to you. You hit his license plate, the fucking thing spoke Spanish. <laughs> He got a Spanish-speaking kit. Laughed our asses off. Now, what, what kind of car? Was it a Power Wheels car or something? No, it was like a, almost like a... Oh, uh, a toy. Like, like a, a Barbie-sized... Like a, like yeah, a bar- yeah. yeah, regular, like full... Bigger than a one... Probably like a fucking one... Was it like plastic? One-sixteenth plastic scale, yeah. Oh, okay. And you hit the license plate, and it would talk to you, and he spoke Spanish. That is hilarious. My number two, 007's Aston Martin. Now, was it the same model in all the movies? They were, they were different, but uh, in... In um oh fuck this is gonna drive me nuts now, in one of the in one of the lit not the last movie the one before that um he goes he goes to a state safe house he takes he takes uh, mom to a safe house and he hits the garage door button and out comes um <clears throat> the original Aston oh, no, Martin sure. he, yeah Daniel Craig he, movie or yeah Daniel okay. Craig movie and uh, Hudson Sean, Valley resident Sean Sean Connery's uh. With the eject button, the That's eject seat badass. button, it comes up and it's it, and and then it's the old school original. Nice. Oh, it was it was Skyfall. Sky, okay. In Skyfall, it was fucking awesome, dude. Very but cool. any version of James Bond's Aston Martin. Yep. That's my number two. And and I told my son if he ever becomes rich and famous, all Dad wants is an Aston Martin. There you go. And live in his pool house. And <laughs> it's funny a podcast I listened to, uh, one of my wrestling ones. They were talking about it, and you could actually get an Aston Martin, depending upon the model, 
like a V8 model for around seventy. So yeah, they're not. Well, listen, I don't want a two hundred thousand. That's what I'm saying. The, the people think of Aston Martin thinking of like multi hundreds of thousands of dollars. You can get one that's affordable. I know people with XYs with more expensive cars. For, yes, yes, absolutely. Who's your number one? The General Lee. The General Lee, nice dude. The Duke Boys, man. That was that was the car. I remember driving up through uh, thirty two at the old go kart track. Mm-hmm. And they had the they had a generally parked there, but there's not a, a more iconic car from '80s television for us. I remember meeting uh, Boss Hogg at the Kingston Armory back in like '83. <laughs> no, uh, the so, real Boss Hogg. The real Boss Hogg. So Sorrell way, Book. <clears throat> way back in the '80s, it must have been something like a Comic Con. They brought all these famous people into the Kingston Armory. Kingston Armory used to hold wrestling and everything. I else. went to a baseball card show. I met Johnny Mize there. Yeah. So. Boss Hog was there. That's awesome. It was really cool. They had different exhibits. Whatever. His car could have been on there too with the bullhorns yeah, on with the, the front. With, yeah, yeah. The the white Cadillac or yep. whatever it was. And my number one, the DeLorean from Back to the Future. All right. You can you can travel back in time. Now, have you ever seen Ready Player One? Yes. So that car, if in in by book standards, that car is the DeLorean with a Ghostbuster sticker on the door and kit on the front. Okay. It's got the line. So the it went all the way. Yeah, it like it was a combination a of all the 80s cars. So. That's cool. So that was our uh, top five cars in movies or TV shows. Let me quick jump on the webpage here, and we'll see what some of our fans said, because there, there was a ton. I know one, one I mentioned <clears throat> to you yesterday was, uh, I just never really liked the TV show, but Starsky and Hutch. Yes, definitely. Starsky and Hutch was mentioned. What, what kind of car was that? Uh Dude, don't put me on the spot. I'm not a car guy like that. Oh, me neither. Um, a badass one. It was. I want to say it was like a Challenger. It was a, it was a red and white one. It was like one. a Charger or a Challenger, maybe? It was a red and white I one. I could fuck that up, and then somebody will beat me to death over that. Uh, how did you not know? How did you not know what kind of car that was? I can look it up easy enough. And All I right. Uh, we got um, <laughs> we got the car from Joe Dirt, uh, the Dodge Dart. Uh, we got Vanishing Point, the car from Vanishing Point. We got... Hardcastle and McCormick, all the Chips police cars and uh, Knight Rider, uh, the car from Cobra with uh, Sylvester Stallone, the General Lee was talked about, Mad Max, the 73 Ford Falcon, the Interceptor from Mad Max, the Ecto Cooler, the DeLorean, AT, yeah, this is, the Plymouth Fury from Christine, Eleanor from Gone in 60 Seconds, the Monster Mobile, that was my sister said that. Uh, Bobby Ferrara said the four by four from Back to the Future, the Toyota that he gets. I don't. Biff is waxing it at the end. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, the A Team van was said a few times. Uh, the truck from The Expendables. Yep. Badass truck. Bullet the '68 truck. So uh, if nobody said it, I was going to say Bullet because this that was uh Steve McQueen, right? General Lee. Uh, all the cars from Dazed and Confused. <laughs> Literally. Somebody wrote all the cars from the Grease Lightning Mobile. Oh, from from Grease too? Yeah. Uh Vanishing Point was mentioned again. Kill Bill, the truck. Yeah, what Kill about Bill. Herbie the Love Bug? Uh that was mentioned. That was mentioned. Herbie the Love Bug was mentioned by I can't remember who was mentioned. But a girl actually mentioned that. It. That was a Disney staple back and in the And then 70s. uh the old uh Mad Max was one another one mentioned. <clears throat> so yeah, I mean there's when you say it, it's like what there's certain there's certain cars that are just iconic to people. Yeah, I, like I what love... jumped off the TV and made you go, "I want that." Yeah, you know what I mean. Back to the Future is it for me. Listen, I, and I remember having the plastic generally. I remember having a diecast generally. I oh, remember yeah. having the figures to go along with all of yeah. them. Yeah, 
Yep. Um, we and what, what sucked is when we were in Tennessee, Cooter's place shut down. Remember? Yeah, it was that's right, right. It was right where yep. we were in Gatlinburg. So. Yep. All right. Before, before we go further, I want to thank today's sponsor, uh, CB Mayer, uh, buddy of ours that we've known for the better part of the last fifteen years. Uh, big football fanatic, uh, big sports guy overall. In fact, when we first got into coaching and we did a week-long youth clinic, CB was one of the guys to volunteer and come on up. And uh, yeah, he played some high school and I think he played some college ball. And big was, lacrosse guy too. Yeah, huge lacrosse guy. An overall overall cool guy. And he reached out to me and wanted to sponsor the show. So CB, thank you and thanks for being a listener. And and he just did it as a buddy. Yeah, he just as a buddy. He didn't do it as a business. No, he, he said you know he loves what we're doing. Uh, he he sees you know big things for the Outlaw Blitz, and he just wanted to come out and, and say thank you. That's awesome. And then and uh, to piggyback off of that, when you have buddies like that, uh, we have a we might as well start promoting it now. We have a uh, military roundtable being discussed for Veterans Day. That's cool. You are gonna lose your fucking mind sitting here and hearing barracks stories. I and and I'll double down on this. I will take any barracks versus any frat house in a drinker in a keg party. I would guarantee that, yeah, you guys. Will I'll double down on that. Yeah. So, and that, uh, uh, just a friend of the show, being a friend, Scott Burke is going to sponsor that episode. Yes, and I can't wait to have the roundtable. Really, I would. Lo- it's going to be very interesting. Uh, I, it'd be cool to get uh, Charlie up here because he has a great WWE story. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh god. Oh, uh, can you imagine Charlie, Matt, Burke, myself? You know, like some some of the characters. That, I, I I love the fact that I could just sit back and play moderator and listen. Yeah, that's yeah. good stuff. And the real big thing is going to be trying to figure it out. We'll probably have to put mics between people. Yeah, I, and I, uh, I I think there's really no. I mean, Veterans Day is, it out. is super <laughs> important, but I think it's an awesome way to sit and celebrate our veterans because. Listen, I know you guys, any, any veterans gone through hard times and busted their ass to, to get their jobs done, but there's good times too. And to have you guys be able to sit there and celebrate and talk about some of those good times is awesome to hear. Oh, yeah. I, and listen, when you're in the shit, that's the stuff you'll celebrate. Yeah. When you're in the shit. Like, you know, you'll figure, you'll, by the end of the conversation, I'm sure you'll have like a, a whole different warped mentality. Well, listen, j- just from a coaching aspect, in the shit is, is our best stories. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, so this week, so that that's what's coming about. This week, five crazy questions. You are off the hook. Thank God. So you can put your little paper away, I your just, little notes away, because Zach from Therapy and D just sent me a sound bite and said, I got five cu- crazy questions covered for you. And I was like, okay. So I literally just downloaded it, perfect. and I have no idea I just what said, they are. I just said to Max, 50 or... Five crazy questions for 10 weeks, 50 questions. I'm burnt. So to have a week off right, to generate you, you some more, yeah, yeah. perfect. You do. You definitely need a little bit. So and Zach's, Zach's kind of warped like us. So I do not know what's on these. We have not heard them. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pause it. We'll upload his sound, okay. and then we'll answer him on the other side of the break. Sounds good. What's up, guys? It's Zach from Therapy and D. Let me see if this works. Fuck. Oh, God, that felt good. I've been working clean for the past month, and you guys did it for an episode, and I've had to do it the whole time. It's been pretty tough. I'm hijacking your five crazy questions. Winnie, you never get a chance to answer these. It's always GMAC that's taking care of it, so these are to both of you today. I got five crazy questions. 
It's mine. First question. Would you rather have a vagina on your forehead or a bunch of penises going up and down your back like a stegosaurus? Question two. Would you rather wake up to find all your teeth have been replaced with pubic hairs or have all your pubic hairs be replaced with hundreds of tiny teeth? Question three. If you could go back in time and stop one major world event from happening, what would it be? Question four. All right, this is a tough one. Would you rather put a toothpick under your big toenail and kick a wall as hard as you can, or jump into a pool full of lemon juice while your body's covered in a thousand paper cuts? This last one's a multi-parter, and it's not a would you rather. You go to bed one night. Perfect sleep. You find yourself waking up, and you're in a restaurant. You're sitting at a table with one person, alive or dead. You have time to ask one question and get an honest answer. Where are you eating? Who are you sitting with? And what is your question? Well, he did not disappoint with no, those, did he? No, Holy not at all, because he went from philosophical to fucking downright painful. All right, so I kind of quick jotted them down because like, they, they were like rapid fire. So the first one was, would you rather have a vagina on your forehead or a spine full of dicks up your back or something? Yeah, like a like a spiny like a stegosaurus or some shit. Yeah, I don't I mean I don't know, man. My friends would be trying to finger my forehead <laughs> and your back. How do you just get a shirt to cover I, well, that? Well, that's all right. I'm going to say the vagina cuz I could, you could wear a hat or a do-rag. Yeah. to cover it. But yeah, you're not finding a fuck. I can't find fucking shirts to fit now because I'm a fat fuck. What? Throw spines on my yeah. back. I'm done. Yo, but what if you get horny and it just leaks down your face? Oh, <laughs> oh. If, if it's fun, do you? Does it bleed once a month? Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I think I'm going with the dicks down my back. Maybe you can fold them down. I don't know. And then when you get mad, they come out like a fucking porcupine. If, what if you get aroused? Do they all get fucking hard? Yeah, maybe. Or if like like a, a cat's hair stands up, yeah. Oh my god! All right, so we, we you're going one way, I'm, I'm going, going the yeah, other. Yeah. All right. The second one was, would you the the teeth and the pubes? It was some version uh. of. Would you wake Would up you, and all your teeth are pubes or all you got tiny pubes, pubes tiny teeth. teeth? I'll say the tiny teeth for pubic hair. Not I, I want my regular teeth and I want many, 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 many teeth for pubes. Because you ain't chewing shit with pubes for teeth. You ain't gumming a steak, you're, man. And you're constantly and going... You're constantly going <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, it's disgusting as it fucking sounds and I probably just want it off myself. Uh, yeah, I go with the mini teeth. All right, the third one, this one's a heavy one. What major world event would you go back in time and prevent from happening? Fuck. I mean, in our lifetime, it's so easy to jump up and say 9-11. 9-11. And yes. Could, but could one person prevent 9-11 from happening? Oh, I'm sure you probably could. Hey, listen, it doesn't say the parameters. I'm just saying. Okay. What, you could just stop it. Yeah. Um. I mean, 9-11's a big one. Kennedy being shot's a big one. That and that show about it is awesome. Yeah. Um, oh God. Uh, major world event. I mean, in our time, it'd have to be either nine eleven or I mean, John JFK getting shots before our time. Um, world War Two. World War uh, World War Two kind of no, nah, that had to happen in the aspect of it found out what. It found it, out well, the, yeah, the Holocaust, did, you know, what I mean? it did. It or got, you could stop of, the Holocaust. It got rid of Hitler. Uh, got rid of Hitler. Like 
there's there's always some. I would say nine eleven, because it was it was completely senseless. There wasn't there wasn't a cause for it. You know what I mean? And and it was extremely. I mean, I, I don't I don't want to. I'm not trying to discount it, but unless you're a New Yorker with family that are like, or that it rocked the nation, but it rocked New York in a different it way. Did. Just just for this. Just to not be a copycat and to give a different perspective, uh, I'm going to say stopping Hitler's rise to power. Oh yeah, because of the the hundreds of thousands of lives that get saved that way as well. Not only the Holocaust, but potentially World War II. Well, this this could spin down a rabbit hole right here. Like I've always thought, like you get in a fucking you get in a you get in a DeLorean, and they tell you you can go back. You get ten dates to go back. What ones do you go back to? Like, are you are you driving up to Brentwood and seeing if OJ comes through the gate? That's cool. Just stand there with a fucking taser. Um, that could be its whole own podcast. What one of my ten? Da- Should we save it? Yeah, let's save it. Let's do a whole podcast on that. Okay. Ten dates that you would go back in time and prevent. Okay, so I'm doing nine eleven. You're doing the rise I'm of Hitler. Do, okay. Yeah. Number four. Would you rather have a toothpick under your toenail and kick a wall? Lemon juice. Or lemon juice with paper cuts. Lemon juice. Yeah, I, I think so. I'm with you, lemon juice. Eventually, that fucking burning is going to subside. Yeah. Dude. It's going to be terrible, but, man. I can't. Oh. Th- yeah. that. Yeah. Thinking about driving a fucking toothpick into your And toe. imagine you had to kick it like Pat McAfee kicking a ball. No, thanks. Kicking a ball. No, no, I'm good. No, you're driving that fucking thing all the way back to you. Yeah, you're yeah, done. Yeah, no, no. And then the last one was a very deep question. Yes. Yeah, you're asleep. Deep. You wake up at a, at a restaurant. Who who are you talking to? What are you eating? And what are you asking? You get one only one question to ask. Um, so I kind of quickly wrote it down. I'm having dinner, uh, probably at like I'll say the buffet in Kingston because my dad used to take us there all for uh, my whole family would go before Christmas. Yeah, I remember. You remember that was just like kind of a hey, let's everybody just go to the buffet have a little because we can't always get together on Christmas and whatnot. Yeah. Um, buffet. Um, I'm, I'm eating at the buffet with my dad and I'm asking him if he's proud of me as a, as what I've become as a, as a man and as a father myself. Wow. (laughs) I I can't follow that up. Um, well, I mean, it's, it's something that you'll never have answered that you want answered. Yeah. It's different for you, obviously with your dad being gone. Um, so and, and no and and I had the pleasure of getting to know your father, and I know he wasn't an outwardly emotional guy like that. So that's a conversation, yes, that I know you wish you could have. Right where you were thinking, probably. Like, in, I was hopefully thinking, like, in his in his passing on, he learned that maybe hey, I should tell him this. Yeah, and like I, I could say my grand, you know, my grandfather, but he was different. He was very outwardly emotional. I know and, who and, you and don't would, say. And would tell me all the time. Never. Do not say Elvis, because he's his music doesn't exist in your world anymore. Yes, it does. No, it does not. And my answer was going to be Elvis, but honestly, I can't think of one. I can't think of one specific question. Um, something with blue suede shoes. <laughs> no, no. I mean, you would. I would think, and and I know how much he meant to your life but how you picked your dog over him is beyond me that would be my question i would just chime i'd walk by and go hey did he tell you that he fucking offed you for his yeah, little fucking piece of shit rat dog it's going back um, 
you get that would be your quite I would think in your situation you could ask him one thing that nobody else could. You know what I mean? Like something that you know you never read in an article, you never just something that in yeah something like from very personal. I think to you. yeah, I think I could say uh, the restaurant. A restaurant would be, um, and since we're since it's in my dream, it could be whatever restaurant I right. want it to be. Uh, Come on, dude! You're killing me with that air here. I know. Um, <laughs> restaurant. That's place. why I said a nine descript place because there's a million, a million restaurants. A, a tavern on the green, a place I've always wanted to go to, never had a chance to. Uh, with Elvis, and I think it would be explaining to him how his music helped carry me through the turbulent years of my later childhood, my late teen years when my parents split up. And how does he feel knowing that his music affected somebody that way? Oh, that's cool. You mean to tell me you want to eat with him at the Nut Hut or the Captain's Table? I want to kill somebody. <laughs> it wouldn't. It wouldn't be at the Nut Hut or the Captain's no, Table. No, the Nut Hut was a fucking fudge place, scumbag. Cat. All right, fuck you then. It's the Captain's <laughs> Table. We're having dinner at the Captain's Table in Wildwood, New Jersey. I figured it would have to be you the piece Captain's of table. shit. <laughs> Did you just scroll back, or did that come from my fucking kid? No, I scrolled back. You're an asshole. <laughs> I get, yeah, I, can, I have the two, two things I could never have. Dinner at the cabinet table and conversation with Elvis, so that works. You're an asshole. Zach, thank you. They were great fucking questions. Yeah, too. Zach, they were awesome questions. All right, so uh, this week it was predetermined what Winnie's challenge is. Yes. And it's actually going to probably end up being the name of the thing uh, of the episode. Uh, it, it, it arrived in the mail um, this week when he eats dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got a, a can, a can of spotted dick. We did I get don't even know what dick. spotted dick is. It's an English dessert. If you, do you remember the movie King Ralph with no, John Goodman? I don't really. Somehow he ends up as the king of England. And... <laughs> There's a scene in it where... Is it good? Is it supposed to be good? It's supposed to be good. And there's a scene, and the guy, the butler comes in, and he's like, oh, and for, di- and for dessert tonight, we have a spotted dick. He's like, <laughs> spotted dick? I remember watching that scene a hundred times, because the way he Well, cracking up it. when you're, especially when oh, you're, yeah, when you're, when you're a age. kid. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, you so, can. I'd laugh at it now. <laughs> so uh, I'll step away and prepare it. Yeah. It's just a 30-second microwave thing here. So hold on. Yeah. All right. So when, it's... Is it... It does, it's actually not in a can. It's in like a. It looks like it's in like a plastic tub or a plastic. Hey, you got to take the foil off of the top of that yeah, though. When he's gonna fucking light my uh, apartment on fire here. I couldn't. I couldn't find the canned version because I thought that would be more gross. Yeah, I mean, listen. Not all of these need to be gross, but we need to get back to some hot shit next week. I did. Oh shit! I did see something on. How long you? I'd only heat that like forty-five seconds. seconds. Yeah. I did see something online that um, Hormel is putting out a ghost pepper chili. There's a ghost pepper donut from Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, I had it. It's not hot. Oh, okay. Um, if, if we can come across the can of the ghost pepper chili, I'll do it. Ghost pepper chili. So if anybody sees that our fans of the show sees uh, ghost pepper chili while they're out and about. Also, uh, I have some feelers out there. You guys know what you're looking for. Um, to a couple people. Some some rancid shit. Dawn DeSico put me onto it. Don't he put me onto it? I asked Derek McDonald if he sees it to get it for me. 
All right, so so the microwave's done. The uh, tub of spotted dick has been placed on a plate, and he's he's beating his dick. He is doing order in the court, Rob. <laughs> he, oh. he is absolutely hammering some his, of my dick his, stuck in the container. Some of his dick is stuck in the cans. <laughs> Are you scooping your dick out of the can? All right. I try to run, if it's possible, run That does dick not look good at all. Run your dick between the cans? Yeah, you tried to run the di- your, your cup of dick between the cans? Yeah. Uh, let's that see. does not look good. It doesn't smell bad, but it does not look good. It looks like, uh, I'm going to take a picture of it. We'll put it on the social media page this week. Maybe. I don't, it looks like a, a pile of. I don't even know what. It's got raisins. Yeah. It looks like uh, elephant shit on a plate, and it's got uh, <laughs> prunes or, or plums in it. <laughs> Something it couldn't digest. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, dude, you, this isn't even going to be a, a, a real... Because I, I, that smells good. Yeah, the, just the fact that it's called spotted dick. It smells like nutmeg and ra- It smells like a, like it'd be like a Christmas That's dessert. That's probably going to root fucking scorch through my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe, just maybe we get some kind of comedic bit out of this. No, he's taking a bite. The he- king of the heavy breathers club's eating it. <sighs> <sighs> it smells good, though. Is it got like a nutmeg kind of cinnamon thing to it? Um. Anything? Tastes real raisiny. It's moist. Try a piece. <laughs> he said moist. Nah, I don't want to try a piece. Um, just leave one here because you got more. So I'll, yeah. I'll eat another. One. It's not. Um. I I would eat it if it was somebody handed it to me. It's not bad. No, that's a disappointment. It's um, more because of the name. Yeah, I mean it's. I listen. I love the consistency of dick in my mouth. <laughs> yes, it has a really yeah. good consistency, and it's moist. It's firm. <laughs> it's firm. Firm as firm well. and, mo- and firm, moist. Firm, moist dick in <laughs> my mouth right yeah. now. So what you're saying is you have a firm, moist spot of dick in your mouth. I do. Yeah, <laughs> I am swallowing dick right now. <laughs> what a full mouthful. Full mouthful. Of full dick. mouthful Swallowed of dick. It. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, that's yeah, and and. It came on that plate for you. It did. It came on the plate, and I'm uh, putting the dick in my mouth vociferously. <laughs> so you're just you're really just gobbling actually, up dick. I am. You're, you're enjoying gobbling those I am big gorging myself dick. on dick right now. Yeah. yeah, it's it's yeah. Yeah, I'd eat it. I think I'm a fan of dick. I'd eat yeah. it again. I believe that should be our next T-shirt. I am a fan of dick. <laughs> I'm a fan of dick. Well. Winnie. <laughs> That's it. That's it. We have like little gimmick t-shirts that we can put out there. Like I'd be you know, the Thor's hammer. Yep. Shit like that. Uh, so look, actually it looks, it, it doesn't look bad. No, it looks it, appetizing it, and it, and it smelled good. And you said it, it, is it like a Christmas dessert though? It's like, it's an English dessert. It's very raisiny. I mean, if, is it if like, you don't is it like, like a raisins? bread pudding kind of? Yeah. Thing? That consistency yeah. is, that's what I would say. Yeah. It's more like a bread pudding. I know, like the canned ones are super fucking dry. Yep, that's kind of why I wanted to try that one. This actually is fairly appetizing. So, uh, not not a bad not a bad thing. We tried. No, it gave us a lot of good lines. Yeah. So we're good with that. We get um, some good lines, and I didn't have anything disgusting this week. Thank God. I had a mouthful of dick. Yeah, I mean, and you like it, so creamy dick, and I like it. Yeah. So. All right, so 
We'll move right along. My awesome daughter, Summer, contributed to the show. She got us these stacks of cards. Like last week, we did pod decks. This week, we're going to add in a little segment called 80s and 90s Trivia. Um, we should have punishment if you can't get at least, like, uh, maybe we'll do, like, five questions if you can't get three right. Kendo. A kendo stick if you can't kendo get... Kendo stick shot. If you, if you can't get three right, it's a kendo stick. Like Family Guy. Like uh, uh, Family Feud. You get the <laughs> three of them, and then if I get three... Well, them, you got to get three out of five right. Because yeah. you'd get... And that's the perfect amount. Yeah, if I don't, and then and I get kendo stick. So you get kendo stick. So you go around, are you jumping back and forth, 80s and 90s? Yeah, I'll go I'll go back and forth, but you get to pick what era to start in. All right, start start with, listen, we, we were, we're 80s boys starting the 80s. Okay. All right. What was the name of the character on the first Garbage Pail Kids pack? <laughs> you ain't getting I'll this. I'll take Adam Bomb. No, it was Blasted Billy. Fuck me. Oh, that's one. <laughs> you want to go? You want to? I'll go nineties. You want to go nineties? <laughs> okay. Oh fuck me! You should be able to do this one. Can you name all the Harry Potter books in order? No fucking way. You can't. Absolutely. Think not. of the movies. Doesn't matter. I'll help you. Haven't seen them all. I'll help you. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna help you. The first one, the Sorcerer's, Sorcerer's Stone. Stone. Uh, second one, Prisoner of Azkaban. And it goes Sorcerer's Stone, Chamber of Secrets, Prisoner of Azkaban, um, the Goblet of Fire, Order of the Phoenix. Joni loves Chachi. Yeah, Joni's loves Chachi. Uh, Half Blood Prince and the Deathly Hollows. Never. Um, and oh for two. There's O for two. I got to go three for three. I'm getting fucking Kendo. This which, sucks. Which, <laughs> you just had dick. You liked it though. Yeah, the different, different kind, kind of dick. dick. Yeah. What uh? That dick is hard as fuck, <laughs> yeah. and it hurts when you get hit yeah. with it. This was good in my mouth. That's going to be bad on my back. So what you're saying is you don't like dick on your back, but it's okay in your mouth. Exactly. All right, 80s or 90s? Uh, 90s. He's going 90s. You're hoping for some hip-hop here. Name the band that sang the song simply called... Mm-hmm. What? The the, the song. Mm-mm-mm. Yep. Black, uh, Black Street? No, no. I'll give you I'll give you a hint because okay. we gotta keep this thing rolling instead of you just get drilled. <laughs> it's it's something that you'd put in a lab with an automobile. Put in a lab. Like at a lab, they put this in an automobile. They put it in an automobile? Yep. Oh, crash test dummies. There you go. All right, so I get, I helped you with one. What Thank one do you, you want? Uh eighties. All right. Oh boy, can't get it out of the thing. Here. Now I remember the song. Now, mm, okay, yeah, I remember it. Oh fuck, you're gonna, you might, you might pull this off and not get hit. What '80s TV show starred Bruce Willis in a detective agency? Moonlighting. Yes, it is. And right down to the wire. Here we go. '80s or '90s? '80s. Don't fail me. <laughs> Kendo stick, please fuck him up. You're fuck. You're gonna get this. What was Max Hedrum's network number? I have no fucking Oh. Idea. You might want to guess. I'm just saying. You what may, you may ne- like what network was he on? No, what was his network number? Like he had a number. BBB for pork. <laughs> How many digits? Two digits. Um, 69. 
Grant, number three. 23. Uh, can I get another one? No. <laughs> so that was 80s and 90s trivia. Can we go best of seven in honor of the World Series? You're a fuck. I will give you that. All right. So you got three wrong, so you'd have to get four. Yeah, one more. Only this this one, one incident. Fucked anyway. Eighties <laughs> yeah. or nineties. You pick now. That'll be the. No, difference. no, no. We'll go back to nineties because uh, because I, you had three from the eighties and two from the nineties. Okay. So we'll we'll even it up, and then you'll get to pick if you get this one right. <clears throat> you may get this. You're kind of like you're kind of a chick flick bitch, so you may get. this. I am a chick flick bitch. <laughs> What was the name of Whitney Houston's character in the movie Bodyguard? Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> no fucking clue. Rachel Marin, you're getting fucked Did you again. know that? No, I had no idea. And we'll do one more 90s just because we got to go the full seven. Right. But you have your four lost. Which eventual superhero actor was arrested for driving naked under the influence with a gun in his car and possessing drugs? Got to be Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so not bad. You're still getting fucking whacked, though. Yeah, I know. Go get it. <laughs> this is going to suck. Oh, you have no idea how bad this is going to suck. Hard dick to the back. It's a different kind yeah. of dick. So wait, this is like a, a hard dick that with a back shot. Yes. Okay. This is like taking the, the spiny dicks off of my back. And back. wrecking me with them. Oh, Christ. Why did I agree to this? You're the one that said it. I did. I agree to this because people like this shit. Oh, fuck me. Right there, you say That's it? fine. I'm trying not to hit the chair. Right okay. there, you say Yeah, that's good. You ready? Yep. Oh, you son of a bitch. Fuck. <laughs> oh. Feels different when a t-shirt don't it fuck Fucking A. This is thinner than a t-shirt. Oh. <laughs> You drove both shoulder blades inward. Oh. All right, that's what I get for sucking the trivia this week. Yeah, you better study up, bitch. Thanks, Tom. <laughs> yeah, Summer. Thank you. That that saved the day. All oh. right, this week's rabbit hole. You got any? Yeah. Um, ECW. 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 Now that I just got caned, that's a perfect segue, actually. It actually is. Um. Yeah, I... Got talking with Max the other night about Taz promos, which, like I said to you, started me down like a three, three-hour rabbit hole of watching ECW videos and just kind of <clears throat> looking back at it. Dude, that was a phenomenon that I don't think we'll ever get again. In never, never again, never again. And if you were fortunate enough to see that at its peak, oh god, oh my which, god, which amazing, we did, which we did. I remember, you know, a lot, yes, the last fifteen years we piled around, but. Before that, we were like on two. We we just knew each other from being out in the ocean. Yeah, that was it. You know, we went to high school together and that. But, but we, we saw each other at an ECW, ECW show. At the ECW pay-per-view. Yeah. And, and and we would see each other at Raw pay-per-views and whatnot. Oh, yeah. But, uh, man, what a wild phenomenon that was. Dude, going to... And it was so raw. Like, if you listen to our mics and shit, they sucked. Well, and I think that that was... Listen, if you watch some of the shit that the WWE Network has about it... You know, they were filmed with, like, a hard camera and maybe one other fucking camera that, that he would have around the ring. But they produced the show in Ron Buffone, who was the main producer, in his parents' basement. Right. It's it, like, our remember, podcast is ECW, essentially. I remember, I remember seeing, like, a video, like a behind-the-scenes documentary of, of Tommy Dreamer 
and uh, Paul Heyman and Bubba Ray Dudley and them walking in this guy's like Bilco doors and doing voiceover shit in the basement. In the basement. That's yeah. where they produced it. Taz Taz designed oh, the Taz t-shirt. Oh, Taz was the one. Yeah. He designed the t-shirts. Bubba Ray Dudley booked the arenas. Yep. Uh, it was all hands t- on deck. Other random talents sold the tickets over the phone. It was. It yeah. was an all hands on deck. But the experience. Yeah. Didn't they say you could call sometimes and you get a wrestler on you the phone would, book? It? Like Jerry Lynn would be selling yeah, the tickets? Yeah, because they were the ones selling the tickets. Um, dude, yeah, a live. I've been to. I don't Remember know, when f- Dusty Rhodes bled on your shoe? That was the shit. I mean, stuff like that never happened at it. And, and if you go on WWE Network to the pay-per-view, you'll see the big guy. With blood, with Dusty We're, and Steve Carino. It, it, it's the end of the show. What what pay-per-view was it? It was Living Dangerously nine, nine, Living Dangerously 2000, I think it was. I it remember, was, I was remember Western, watching it one day. Near Western right, Connecticut like, State shit, University. Winnie. Yep. And then being in Poughkeepsie when they were on TNN and Sandman came down from the stairs, from the yep. stairway yep, yep. and gets to the corner. We had ringside seats, gets to the corner. It's like, let the big man, man drink. drink. And, oh yeah. Beer. I was at that one too. And he just, I mean, uh, you had beer all fucking over you. Doused. Absolutely yeah. doused. Yep. But the, the phenomenon that was ECW and I, and I, I love wrestling. It's no secret. We talk about it. Everybody knows me knows I do, but today's product, that, that grittiness, that passion, that spontaneity is just missing. Listen, that, you're talking at the height, the absolute fucking height of the Monday Night Wars. Here came this third yep. underfunded bingo fucking hall. bingo hall wrestling, different brand completely, that became like a third major power. Yeah. If you in at in the at the end of the day, most of WWE's main stars in the early two thousands came from ECW. Who's the most underrated ECW talent? Underrated. Underrated. Jerry Lynn. Jerry Lynn. What about Lance Storm? I don't Storm, think he was ever used. Storm right was after. awesome. No, I mean he he got the IC strap, he got the US strap, but no, he was never. They, no, most of the outside of the Dudley Boys and Rob Van Dam, none of those guys were used right after that. Right. Yeah. Um, if you had to do a Mount Rushmore. Of ECW? Yeah. Who's your four? Uh, well, you, can, you can count the Dudleys as one. Yeah, I, I would say the Dudleys, Taz. Um, Dudleys, Taz. Tommy Dreamer's got to be there. And, and not for nothing, Paul Heyman. Yeah, Paul E. Dangerous because he was the guy. Yeah. He was the he was the head. And and if not him, uh, if not him, then... Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's it's hard to say. That's it is. I mean, my if I had to do it, I would say the Dudleys, Taz, Sabu. Oh, Sabu because or of early ECW. Sa- yeah, probably and Sabu. Tommy Dreamer because he's always been the heart. He was always the he's heart. The and soul. Yeah. He's the guy. He's the guy. And down earth guy. He's awesome on Busted Open. Yeah, he is. Love him on Busted Open. So if you're a wrestling fan and you don't know, because a lot of people don't know, no, go Busted ahead. Open is on uh, Sirius XM. Channel one fifty six fight fight nation or something, yep, and they do actually and, have a podcast too. And they have a po- or maybe the podcast is of the show. I think it's almost like a highlights of the show. Yeah, uh, excellent, excellent. And and listen, they're they're no holds barred there. If they thought Raw sucked, Raw was fucking bullshit. Dave yeah. Lagreca gets Bu- fired up. Bubba and Dave and Bubba Lagreca, and yeah. Mark, Mark Mark Henry, uh, Mark Henry, and uh, Tommy Dreamer's on there too. Yep. No, great show. And again, go on YouTube. Just type in ECW. Um, Taz, ECW, Triple Threat, and some of the classic angles that went on. Raven, 
uh, there's so much on there. Like I said, it's been hours, and I could do it almost daily because there was so much good stuff on there. Yeah, I could definitely, uh, I could definitely watch some of that stuff over and over and over again. Yeah. Um. So that was your rabbit. That's hole. my rabbit hole. My rabbit hole was, uh, I had two. Uh, I tell you all the time, go on TikTok, and you're like, that's a kid's thing, and blah blah blah. But there's a lot of football stuff on there, a lot of cute chicks on there too. <laughs> Uh, so one that fits our show, it's, uh, at sent it's, I think it's central S E N C H A L Burks B U R K S. She's like a really cute chick in her in mid, uh, maybe early thirties, uh, or, or maybe just 30, but she has like a lot of 80s. She's like an eighties kid and, uh, she has throwbacks like to 80 stuff and she's absolutely like gorgeous That's and she's cool. a hell of a dancer. Like, like she dances to all these songs and it's just like Jesus, man. This I don't know something really cool about her vibe. Uh, then there's the Georgia. La- so that was that one. Like I have a couple. Uh, the Georgia landscaper. He's just this like funny redneck dude that like <laughs> he'll he'll have other videos and they'll be like, uh, you know, like you know, little be the girl being like, what you want? He goes, well, I want a sandwich, uh, some pickle. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's really funny if you get check him out, the Georgia landscaper, and then. For inspiration, uh, Scott D. Henry, he's a really funny, like, kind of skinny dude from the West Coast, uh, always smiling, and he has this uh, intoxicating laugh about him, and he always does this joke about, he never heard of the sh- uh, the, the auto parts store, Menards, and he thinks it's hilarious. Like, he gets laughing, he's like, Menards, oh, uh, Menards you know? <laughs> and uh, there's another guy called uh, Jess Seisler. Um, he's been on Joe Rogan and stuff. If you look him up, he's the guy that like, I'm taking a lot from what he's saying. He's a very, like he, he goes, uh, you know, people ask me for my time and I, no, nope. I'm dedicated to my, you know, that's 15. I go for a jog in that 15 minutes that you just want to pitch something to me. He goes, I got, it's a, it's all about taking back control of your moments. And he goes, and if you live life backwards, you know, a guy was saying to him like, I only see my mom twice a year and she's 70. Mm-hmm. All right, well, if she's lucky enough to be 80, you're only going to see her 20 more times in your life. Is that enough? Yeah, it's crazy right? to think You know like what that. I mean? Like, so that's it. You know, he's a very inspirational guy when he talks backwards. Uh, when he talks about, you, you can get a lot from him if you need to clear your head. Uh, Tony Baker fan page. He's the one with the animals I was showing you before talking. Oh, yeah, you yeah. Know, with the energy in yep. it. At the skippity paps with the the cat <laughs> smacking the guy, and then uh, the last one is uh, uh, I think it's Topher Town Music. Uh, he's a black guy, Trump supporter, and he's just like about the truth. He's got a very awesome, clear, concise message every time. Like anytime there's 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 kind of some spin uh, with the media, some kind of outrage. He always takes it from a different perspective. It's a very down the middle look at things. So he cuts through. So the he shit. cuts through all the bullshit. And he goes, you know, and 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 he's he has to fight a lot of the black community being black himself. They're like, they immediately jump on him. He's like, no, absolutely not. He goes, look at the facts here, and and he and he's and he's very uh, concise in his um, his thoughts, and he and he has a very very good uh, a very good TikTok. I I would say to follow him, but. After my TikTok thing, uh, this season, as we've alluded to numerous times, um, we have been shut down football-wise. Yeah. 
and um, you start getting the memories coming up on your Facebook. All the time. All the time. So this week alone, I've gotten uh, the old uh, Saturn's game that went to the wire like last second Sorgerty's victory. I've gotten um, one of them crazy wild runs that, you know, jump off the page all over the map. Against Red Hook? Yep. Yep. I've gotten uh, clips of Jimmy Ball barrel rolling somebody. Oh, God. Uh, I found yearbooks from like 2010 or 12 or, you know what I mean, like just 30 years. Um, Right on down to I've been tagged in memories where Boston was four years old in the ball boy. Yep. You know what I mean? So this week, that was my rabbit hole. I went down that. Yeah. And then that rolled into, you know what? Why don't we go GMAC throwback? To our four, we've only had, well, five, but four, because one guy, the only person ever do it twice. twice. Uh, Thousand-yard rushers from our coaching history. Yep. And and they were J- Jimmy Ball, yep. Matt Bucci, Ezra Cafaldo, and Boston did it in 2017 and 2019. So <clears throat> you, the floor is yours. Who do you want to start with? And we'll just go over to see. Because – they were all very different in their uh, and, running style. And that's what I was going to start off by saying it's cool because they're all distinctly different. They could all be in the same backfield. Yes, because they because all of did their something styles. different well. Um, let's we'll, let's go chronologically. We'll go from back to front. We'll go Jimmy. first to last. So, uh, yeah, Jimmy Ball. So, Jimmy was a straight power runner. There's no doubt about that. In the middle of the open field, we'd have to tell him to not aim for the safety. Specifically, remember when we were playing <laughs> in Rondell. Yeah, well, no, we were playing when we were playing seven man, eight man, or eight man with the Tigers. He as clear as day has nobody in front of him but a safety. That was in the championship game, and and then all of a sudden veers towards the kid, runs him over, and yeah. then and then scores just, a touchdown just to do it, just yeah. to hit him. And then I remember him doing it in Rondell too. Yeah, at Rondell, and that remember it was awful hot humid and and they actually called the game because of humidity in the second half and like a rainstorm it was bad and he absolutely from the sideline went to the middle of the field to run a guy over but but the thing about him was it wasn't just power he always had when he was younger he wasn't always uh i mean hell of a lead blocker dude he knocked kids out well and what's funny is but he was agile early on he had issues holding on to the ball yeah, and coach taped it to his forearm. That's remember? right. <laughs> and then, yeah, that yeah that quickly that quickly went away. Um, but he he had the agility where he would hurdle somebody, he would spin, and you're like, how's this kid? And he had the big neck roll. Like take, so if if people know uh, players now, it was Leighton Van Der Esch as a fullback as a kid. Yeah. With the neck collar on, and the or you go deal. a little bit a little bit further back in our time, like Allstott. Yes. And that, that was his style. Then you get then then that was 2010. He did that. 2012. Matt Bucci did it. Matt was a different runner. He was a he was a taller runner between the tackles, but he definitely had breakaway speed. And he had that ability where somebody would be on him and then they'd be off. Yeah. And not not like a not like a power stiff arm. He was more like a he had like a short chop that like they'd be there and then next next thing you know they'd be gone. Well, and that's that's where the play came from. Yeah, we didn't run that with Jimmy Ball being the two back. This that this was Matt's play. Yeah, and yeah, he he did. He just he had that 
smooth way of getting that separation. Yeah, and he he was like uh he was a runner that was like uh you know, like a slick a slick guy on a dance floor. Like he's not there and then he's there. Yeah. He you'd be like, there's no he'd be in a crowd of people and you'd see him come out the other side and, and be untouched. And you didn't know how he did it. Or he'd be he'd be flying to the sideline and just put his foot in the ground, whoop and, and make that cut. And he would be upfield. Yeah, he uh it's with those two and could hit like a. Fuck. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Defensively, they were they were more similar. Yes. Jimmy, Jimmy, both I, defensive ends. Jimmy being a captain on uh, Hamilton College. Yeah, he he is taking time out from his senior year because he won't be able to play football. So he's waiting until they do a football season so he can at least have his senior year. If there wasn't, and, if there was ever a physical NFL specimen body to play that position, Jimmy, it's Jimmy. Yeah, if Jimmy took him one year and went down with Gare and, like, prepped, he could get on somewhere. Body-wise, he's J.J. Watt-like. Just a or little, T.J. Watt. T.J. watt like, just yeah. a little bit lighter. Yeah. But that's... But that's those guys have been in pro-style yeah. weightlifting. And then you got Matt, who went to Buffalo State. Yep. And now we're on to Ezra. Now, that year Ezra did it. Well, the one thing I could say about Jimmy is he stayed until college when he became exclusively a D-end. Is he? He's the one player so far. I mean, it's too early to say with as in Boston that actually stayed at that position. Yes. At, at those positions, he's been a D end his whole career, yeah. and and that's it. He, you know, Matt went from like outside linebacker to like safety in college. Yeah. Uh, Ezra, Ezra, first year player when he hits a thousand yards. That's right. First year player, Ezra, first game out goes two touchdowns, and they weren't the same. It was a, it was one through the middle with a little power, and then. What Ezra has that people don't uh what Ezra has that that is uh that is second to none is vision. He does have good vision. As Ezra would see uh there's a play if you look on the the YouTube page, it's our first play of the year against uh Fallsburg that year. It's supposed to be a power run to the left, and he puts his foot in the ground on a handoff and his vision just tells him they went front side heavy. He went he cut it to the back side. Right 40-something yards up the field, that's like right out of the gate, bang. Yeah. Uh, but Ezra, Ezra was a lot of breakaway runs. And gutty. Yes. T- uh, tough as nails, kid. But Ezra was lacking yards going into the championship game and went off for 266 yeah. in a championship game. He had like four breakaways and in and, and big spots too. Like you thought he was he, – he yards after contact, he gets the big shot and then he takes off. And as far as the Outlaws go, he scored the biggest touchdown. Ever. Ever. Yeah, the one in overtime. The one in overtime. Yeah, so, so that was awesome. And the Outlaws was a one-year deal, so, yep. you know. Uh, and then lastly was Boston, 2017. Oh, so all those guys, the first three guys got it on their last game of the year. Uh, Boston in 2017, he had 1,000 yards with like two games to go. I remember having to – we presented Jimmy Ball with the ball – at the field that night. Yeah, and there's it was, a pic- it's one of the, it's and the it picture. Was, and it was a Tuesday night. It was like a Tuesday night championship game because of the way the schedule uh, worked itself out. out. Yeah. So it was getting dark and we were kicking ass. And yeah, Jimmy got it that last game. Yeah, Boston's yeah. the only one to do it with time left on and, the clock. And that's the picture me and Jimmy with the ball. Yep. He's all soaking wet. Um, yeah, Boston did it in 2017 early. And then this year he did it on our last game of the regular season. Yes. 
So and and his style is different completely. He he's a man. That stiff arm of his is <laughs> it's it's vicious. It's brutal. It's the one the one in Ellenville two years ago. Yes, was the one that stiff arm that sticks out in my mind, and then one this year at home against the Sawyers. Uh, Threw the dude to his back. Yeah, it was another vicious one. But I mean, that's the just... one in Rondout where he hit the kid in the. Vi- it's in the vid. It's on the YouTube. He he stiff arms the kid, and the kid's literally airborne, going like straight, like he's laying on a stretcher, yeah, at about like chest height. Going, he goes like five yards with him while he's running. Yep. Yeah, I, it's 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 violent. But he he a lot of his runs. Listen, every one of these guys, they had good lines or they had good whatever in front of them. Uh, for Matt and Boston, because they were court, Matt wasn't always a quarterback. He was a running back slash quarterback. Boston was strictly a quarterback. They had good running backs blocking for them. Yes, you, you, I mean you don't you don't get there without your blockers. Uh, every style was different, but if we ran a three back system, Jimmy would be the two, Matt would be the three, Ezra would be the four, four. And, and Boston Boston's would be the quarterback. quarterback. And could you imagine that head of steam coming around the corner? Disgusting. Because you're not stopping it. Mm -mm. And then if you throw out our – he didn't rush for 1,000 yards, but he was a 1,000-yard all-purpose guy. You throw Shawnee Costello out as a receiver? Insanity. Like, we got to come around and have a GMAC throwback all-all team. Yeah. Not just the all-decade, the all-everybody team. Yeah. Um, So that was was the throwback this week. I mean, nothing but – I loved every one of them players, and every one of them dudes could hit like a fucking tank on defense. Yeah, that's the thing. They were none of them were one dimensional. No, they were all defensive standouts. Right, uh, all linebackers to a point. Yeah. Um, the most careful we had to be was Boston. Yeah, he played. He played, he played least, very little bit of defense, but when he did, was impactful. Yeah, I remember when he was seven and he won the freaking defensive player of the game of the All Star game. Yep, because he ends up with ten. Never played defense. They put him in in the All Star game. Uh, Morrissey puts him in the All Star game and he gets ten tackles in the second half. Comes in and secures the pick in the week one this in year. Week one against, or of last the, year of yeah. last year for the Outlaws. Yeah, I mean, whenever he's coming on defense, it's been like he smoked that kid in Ellenville too. Remember? It's yeah. It's always <laughs> with, with with being. It's been a case of emergency break glass. Right. Because we haven't had the luxury of having. Um, people to, to really develop as backups, or if we, or the years we've had, we had them for one year and they were gone. Right. Um, yeah. So we've been sparing, but all those kids could play. Well, no, I'm not going to say no. Jimmy's not going to be a quarterback anywhere. No. Um, as he, we tried, as 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 as, as, as filled in admirably yeah. when he had to when being was sick. Absolutely. But um, all good runners, all tough, nail tough as nails, both sides of the ball. And you know what they all had? Every one of them guys had. They had the heart to make it. They had the determine when they practiced, and 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 two other players besides the guys we've mentioned and Sean Costello that come to mind that had this level of gumption. The, the go get it, TJ. TJ and Graham Nizel. Yeah. Graham was on very down years. Once Matt left, Graham was like a sitting duck. He was. We were in a down year. It was year. tough. And but Graham and now Graham's at U Albany. They were the guys that when they practiced, it was different. When they practiced, people watched because they it was just a different a different aura around them guys. Like their teammates didn't fuck up because they saw how good these kids yeah. worked their ass off. Listen, we was and it, and every think about it. Every one of those kids we named were Link, TJ, and Jimmy, Boston, and Ezra, Matt, and and Sean, and 
and uh, Graham. Yeah. Like you had, that's what compet- iron sharpens iron. Yeah. Them guys helping each other made themselves better. Listen, I remember last this time last year when it was fucking freezing, and we start we're starting to practice for Tennessee, and we had a shitty practice. Yeah. And Ezra. Ezra held, jumped in the huddle at the a end. Team only, a team only, players only meeting at the end. Yeah, and straighten shit out, and that's that's the way that kid is. Yeah, yep. So that that it's 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 always fond memories to look back at that. Yeah, and 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 and, and whatever eighteen year history of the of, of youth football being around here, four kids have done that. Yeah, and that, and that's it's a lot of work. I can't wait to get back to the point of being able to see these kids play ball. Ah, uh, just some normalcy again. Knowing that it's, you know, hopefully springtime comes around. We got we got a shot at seeing some Section 9 ball around here. And yep. these kids will be starting their modified careers. And uh, we'll go from there. But Yeah, no, I, I'm definitely with it. Um, why don't we run – we have one more ad from Therapy and D. They, got, they were fortunate enough to land a sponsor, a coffee sponsor. We'll run their ad. You and I, we'll, we'll do our picks off the air. We won't because we're 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 running long today. Anyway. Okay, we'll do our picks off the air. It's it's really a bet between you and I anyway. We're, Doesn't we're, really matter. Just current. What three, are we currently? We're, we're um, three games up with two weeks to go. This week and next week. Okay. So it comes right down to the wire here. All right. Uh, so we'll let them run their ad. We'll come back. You'll send us home, and then we'll we'll be on. All right. All right. We here at Therapy and Deer are no strangers to the twelve-hour shift. Staying up late nights to cram for tests. Scrambling to pass meds and answer call lights. Sometimes we need that quick pick-me-up in the morning to get up and go. We've definitely had our fair share of caffeine to make it through the day. So that's why we're excited to announce that Therapy and D has recently paired with Found Familiar Coffee. Found Familiar Coffee isn't just another chain that wants your 7 bucks for a cup of coffee and doesn't care about you, the consumer. They're a small business, and they care about giving back to those independent artists. If you act now, you can not only get some of the best tasting coffee you've ever had, but you can also get 10% off and help support our podcast. Simply go to foundfamiliar.com and enter the promo code THERAPYND at checkout and you're on your way. That's T-H-E-R-A-P-Y-A-N-D-D. My personal favorite is Inspiration. This Brazilian coffee is a blend that offers a smooth taste with notes of dates, toasted pecans, and dark chocolate brownies. It's a perfect pairing for desserts or whatever breakfast you got going on. Want to save an extra 15%? You can subscribe and have the coffee auto-delivered every two, four, or eight weeks. Just be sure to order enough to last. So get a little pep in your step and order yourself some Found Familiar today. Man, Zach cuts a good promo, doesn't he? He does. He does, man. Like, that's the thing. We should just have him do our promo work from afar. It's good stuff. It is. Uh... Yeah, and, and and he's under the twenty four cross media banner, so we try to help him. Like we promoted the the dropping the hammer guys. Definitely go see the dropping the hammer guys if you're at the Eastern States weekend. Uh, spot D thirty six, dropping the hammer thirty to thirty six. There you go. Um, we'll, we'll all be there. We're willing to bullshit with anybody. We'll have our phones and stuff. Anybody wants to get a picture or anything like that, uh, maybe we'll bring the kendo stick and smack some people. <laughs> <laughs> That's the shit right That'd there. That'd be awesome. Uh, but yeah, I, Zach cuts a fucking great promo. Yeah, That's He's all that, that musical voice. background. Yeah, no doubt. And and speaking of musical and 80s and stuff, we got some lines in a fire. Our boy Stroker Face is really working his ass off. He is. He's like our, he's like our sub-agent right now, and uh, he's doing a good job. So there's there's some really cool things 
in the fire coming up, coming down the line. Yeah. At, Keep an eye on your social media, yeah. on our social media, because we're going to start promoting once we have all the uh, details we, ironed out. We really need a good Twitter guy. Yeah, if we anybody wants to work Twitter and, and or Mark, knows listen, how to work Twitter, that's that's what we need. If if any of our listeners out there are good with marketing, uh, where where you know how to social media and marketing, that's that's where that's our next step. Um, have you have you been on the the Buzzsprout thing there? That I, that I tag Facebook, yeah, yeah, a little bit. Have you seen? There's people on there that are like, I've been doing it eight months. I got 800 downloads, and I'm like, man, are we really doing that much better than? Well, uh, the the one comment you made was saying, does anybody else go straight from straight from recording, recording to, to on? on? And they were like, no, no, like very few people. Yeah, and I'm like, really, like we. That's the beauty of us. Like we don't edit ourselves. This is it. Uh, and that's you know what I think we could if we did like like this was sent to us the yeah. the the questions and that and that promo yes I just added them as we just stopped to edit it it took t- ten extra seconds to add the soundbite there's no editing you know like we're not gonna go back and clean it up no and I think that's that's part of the greediness of our show ECW baby absolutely <laughs> um, yeah no it's. We're doing well. From from what people tell us, we're doing well. Dude, we just had and a we fan. just want to do better. We just had a fan draw characters for us. That's good shit. Thank you, Lisa. Yes, Lisa Burke, thank you so much. Uh that wife of Scott Burke who will yeah. be doing our Veterans Day show. Yeah, and that's stuff that'll be up in the studio when we get rolling here. I know we keep talking about studio, but when you're fitting it into work, normal shit life, it's it's just this is working for right now. While that's still being put together. Correct. So uh, I think an excellent episode. It, it didn't feel like it went as long as it did. Dude, I had no idea. When you, when like you we're just me. sitting here bullshitting and then all of a sudden, holy cow, we're over an hour. So no, that's cool stuff. Uh, why don't you take us home and we'll do our picks off the air. This all right. Week. Yeah, we can do that. Uh, once again, thank you to CB Mayer for sponsoring this week's episode of the Outlaw Blitz. For GMAC, this is Winnie on the Outlaw Blitz podcast. Take it deep. The Outlaw Blitz Podcast is a 24-cross media production.